and welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. And we have a really fun show for you this week. We're going to start by talking about this story that's been going around about a guy in Thailand going to jail for a one-star review. What exactly happened and why this story is a bit more than it seems on the surface. We'll also discuss Barclays' insane spending offers and City coming with a 5% online shopping offer for the week of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. See if you're eligible for that. And then we are going to dive into planning Disney World during the pandemic. Benji had an article on the website, and we're going to follow up with that. Why you might want to plan now, what is different, and more. All of that coming up right now. But if you like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go to do that. We really appreciate reviews. We really need some new reviews. So please consider giving us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or tell a friend about the show. Let people know we're here. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. Hey, gentlemen, how has your week been? Joe, how's everything up there in Massachusetts? It's pretty good. As we were talking about with the Diamond Live chat before we started, I went to McDonald's, picked up three Happy Meals today because they have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway toys. It's pretty exciting. It is uh, apropos because you put Disney on the agenda for today. So, you know, a little tease for later. But yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, just counting the days down to Thanksgiving. I really need this break. But, you know, other than that, I'm doing uh, pretty well. What about you, Mark? I'm drinking already, Joe. Hey. Disney was brought up, so I had to take a drink. Nice. How are you doing? Disney and the, the toys that we are so fond of, Joe, and all the Disney fans Beanie, yesterday. Beanie Babies 2.0. Beanie Babies 2.0. Yesterday on Twitter, I saw all the Diz Twitter people just going nuts over these toys, and I still haven't managed to get myself to go get one, so we'll have to see. Now I'm feeling serious FOMO as Joe showed me it on video, so I might have to go run out and buy Ellie a Happy Meal just so I can grab one of them. The Yeti one, of course, but... Did you were you able to request a specific one? I was gonna say I don't think you get to request them. I did not, but I think you can request. Uh, you know, if you go at like a slow time, you can ask them to dig through the bucket for you. Another thing, my friend told me. I guess he has done this before for like Marvel stuff and just for the toys for his kids. He if he he says he's gone in at like slow times and just been like, how much will it be just for the toy? Um, and you know, he's, you know, paid less than the happy meal price and just gotten the toy before. I don't know if he paid like three bucks or whatever, but you know, if you don't want to clog your kids arteries when they're six, uh, you can just ask for the toys. Or at least that's what my friend said. He's done. Uh, he's in Virginia. Not right. Can't do that. And we, and we are seeing that these are apparently (laughs) selling for $5 each on eBay. So there you go. There's Joe's tip. Go in, negotiate for three bucks, sell it for five bucks on eBay. Easy flip. Well, then you there break you even after you pay fees and shipping. So, hmm. but it's the thrill, Mark. <laughs> take it's the free, the take the free food. Get the free food. You got to sell local, like those PS fives, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Megan said the toys are like ninety cents. Okay, so moving on to my week. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, a sad weekend slash uh, last couple days. Went up today to winterize. Finished winterizing the the cottage. So shut that down for the year. Won't be back till like March. I mean, we'll go up there and check it out just to make sure everything looks good, you know, like once a month or something. But we stayed this weekend, said said our goodbyes. My wife shed a tear. So it was sad. And then we were supposed to go to West Virginia, meet up with my parents and my sister because my sister's in Southern Ohio. My parents are in Northern Florida. So we're all going to drive and meet up there for Thanksgiving. But with a recent spike in cases and, you know, Michigan shutting down a whole bunch of stuff, we decided to not go on the trip anymore. So I had to tell my mother, which 
brought tears to Mrs. O's face. So that was sad, but hopefully just six more months, right, Sean? Yes, Mrs. O, six more months and then you can finally meet me. And then, because yeah. uh, the world will be back to normal, Mister Mister O hasn't been to so Vegas sad. in like uh, since like 2009. So, and I heard he's a party animal like you. So uh, I can't wait. <laughs> we call him Steve O when he drinks. Jackass reference. Right. If you didn't get it, but yes, got it. <laughs> Steve O is still around. What's up with him? Is he he's still doing his thing? I'm sure he's getting kicked in the nuts somewhere. Who was the one that was like in one of those sci-fi movies? One of them. One of them was in one of those, but. I don't know. Who. I don't Johnny know, Nashville. but I do know that that Wonder Park movie was terrible. So that's just that the Johnny Knoxville uh, movie that he made last. Triggered. Oh, Johnny Knox. No- Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville was the one who. Been in like a I thought it was, was the main. I thought guy. it was kind of yeah, funny. Was, I thought it was a funnyish movie. It was just like the idea, like okay, let's do Jackass, but like try to make it into a like a scripted movie. But it was like based off of a real theme park, right? Yeah, off of uh, Action. Uh, I went yeah, to Action Park. Joe, did you ever go to Action Park? It was like death. It was death. No, Mark and Mark and Greg have talked about the. There's a uh, documentary on HBO Max. So on the Disney Hacks podcast, they talked about that a little bit, I think, or maybe you guys were talking about it offline. But that I, documentary. I, I know is I talked about be, it somewhere. That's funny. You said I, Mark and Greg. I would. I was not on the. Disney oh, Sean Hacks and Greg. Part. Excuse me, Sean and Greg. <laughs> yeah, your persona non grata on that podcast, but yeah. No, so, but uh, documentary is supposed to be pretty good because like multiple people died at that park. No, like I vividly remember this, it, you know, I grew up in Jersey, so I was probably like eight or nine and we went to the park and there was like, you know, like the four person tube slides you go down and like the walls, the walls of the slide were rocks, like rocks that were like, you know, plastered into place, but they were like real rocks. So you weren't wearing a helmet or anything. So if you fell off this tube, you're hitting your head on rocks, which was beyond stupid. And then they had this cliff that was like. I don't know, probably like 20, 30 feet in the air. At least that's what it felt like at eight. It was tall. It was high. So you could jump off the cliff into the pool, into this, uh, like, it was supposed to look like you're out outdoors in the wilderness or whatever. So you could jump or you could go off a slide that goes like four feet and then you just fall the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the way. So my dad is like, oh, let's try the slide one. We'll see if it's okay. I'll go first. And then if, you know, I'll come up and give you the thumbs up. If it's okay, you can go down. So he goes down, sploosh, disappears, because you hit and you you go down pretty deep. And uh, the guy's like, all right, go ahead, next guy, next guy. So I just go. And as I go, he's like swimming up going, no, no. And it, for people that aren't watching live, I'm waving my hands back and forth like, stop him, no. I come down and I just belly smack that thing. Because <laughs> you come off this little slide and then you're just like tumbling in a weird angle because you're laying on your back. And I'm trying to adjust and I just hit and he like dives down and pulls me up and stuff. It was, it was definitely death, man. Like that park was no joke. I kind of wish yeah. I could go I back to it right now. <laughs> I can't figure out how to uh, upload a picture to the, to the Facebook chat, but I, I linked to a Google search. You can search for the, you can see the looping water slide where it literally has a loop, like a roller coaster would on it. It only lasted like one season and like a bunch of people got all messed up. And what would happen is, uh, if you click on that link, you see it. There, there were, people would get stuck at the top of the loop, and so they had to build a trap door into the top of the loop. Because can you imagine going down this huge slide and then going halfway through the loop and getting stuck? How much that would hurt! <laughs> oh my gosh, it looks like the worst designed water. Yeah, it was just like made at home. It's like this big, <laughs> steep, like you know, an eighty degree drop, and then into like uh, a tiny, tiny loop. 
And can you imagine getting stuck there? How much that had to hurt just going through it? There was some other water thing we went to in Jersey. I don't know if you ever went, Joe. It was like this uh, outdoor park and they had a beach. And then they just had like little slides and stuff in the lake that you went into the lake and like this big uh, mushroom that had like water shooting out of it and stuff. I remember going to that too, but it was like almost like a toboggan slide that you rode into the lake, but I don't you rode on like little mattress thing, like a yeah, styrofoam I I, slide. I spent most of my time at Great Adventure. Uh, that's, that's where I spent most of uh, my childhood. So the six not flags. six flags, not no, six flags is Great Adventure. Oh, okay. They yeah. had an outdoor we did, we did that. safari. You, you lose your New Jersey card. You lose your New Jersey card right there, not knowing that Great Adventure is Six Flags. I was like eight when I lived there. But we used to go to uh, Six Flags every like Mother's Day. That's where we went. For some reason, Mother's Day was never that busy. The weather was decent, but we'd go every Mother's Day. Uh, we'd go to Six Flags. All right. Well, I think we've uh, beaten this subject to death. So let's get into the show and talk about jail time for a review or getting arrested for leaving a one-star review or... I don't know what else to call it, but this is a article Ryan wrote, but this is an art, a story that had been making the rounds. Essentially, a guy goes into a restaurant in Thailand, wants to bring his own bottle of booze. They want to charge him a corkage fee. Uh, there was a disagreement Which was like there. six bucks. Which yeah, was like it's cheap. six bucks. And so he goes on to TripAdvisor and writes them a bunch of one-star reviews. I think there was multiple reviews written across multiple accounts, all from the same person. And eventually he gets... Uh, arrested because the there's a law in Thailand saying you can't do that. And after asking him to stop or to take the reviews down, he didn't. And eventually he gets arrested and then TripAdvisor gets involved and uh, helps him out a little bit. And eventually what happens is he gets out and TripAdvisor makes an agreement that they won't flag the, the facility, uh, the restaurant in a certain way. But then they end up going and putting this big disclaimer saying, basically, uh, somebody left this place a bad review and now they're in jail. <laughs> I guess that's what it said. No, but <laughs> oh, I was I, mean, I was wrong. It was sixteen dollars, not six dollars, but okay. still, still very affordable for a corkage fee. So if you haven't seen this, we'll put a link in the description so you can read about it and read Ryan's take on it because he has a very specific take that may be different than a lot of people. But I mean, Joe, have you read this story? And I mean, this guy was—he wasn't being nice. He was sort of making up reviews and going across a bunch of accounts. He was really trying to ruin this business. I saw the headlines, and to be quite honest, I ignored all the articles until this article, which I assume you wrote the title, Mark. But until the MTM article came out, and I did not. When I, I did not. Oh write wow! The uh, wow! Yeah. I have taught him well. You better you better give that guy a. Rip. It didn't start with holy smokes, so you know. You <laughs> um. So yeah, I like when I saw all the articles, I was like, "There's no way." that this dude just got arrested for a bad review. So, you know, when uh, Ryan wrote his article and talked about what actually happened, I mean, this guy mostly was being a jerk. I, I found the story interesting. You know, I, like, even though he was a jerk, I don't know. Like, it still seems a little bit harsh to have arrested him. But that being said, like, you know, you can't, like, you just can't go to other countries and just, be a jerk and expect nothing to happen. You know, maybe you don't get arrested, but I mean, there's have to be consequences for bad behavior. So what do you, what do you think about the whole situation, Mark? I think the, uh, you know, the main thing the or when he got really into like the bad situation was when he started to write a review that said that they participated in modern day slavery without any type of evidence or anything. So he just went from, you know, instead of saying the service is terrible or, or my food was bad or whatever. He went into like fabricating a story 
without any proof of something that could hinder the business and something that is illegal. So I think that's where it really caught up to him. Just writing a bad review is one thing. But the thing that kind of surprised me the most was that TripAdvisor paid his legal fees and got involved in the legal aspect, even though he had broken their rules. You know, you're not supposed to create multiple accounts to leave multiple bad reviews. They even removed a couple of his reviews for being fictitious or, or breaking their rules. So I was kind of surprised that they got involved in it at all or even took his side in it. So I, I will say that I found that interesting or or kind of surprising. And then also as an aspect to the law of the local thing, you know, this has been used by businesses to silence critics or even a, uh, a journalist was recently uh, arrested for writing something that the business didn't like. So I know Sean doesn't like to get into political things too much, so I don't want to go into too much of a deep end, but that is something to be aware of. If you're in an, in the uh, country that has that type of law, you know, be careful with your review. You can leave a negative review, but don't go to the extremes that this guy went to because that law is in place and businesses have been known to enact the law. So kind of know your surroundings. And he's an expat living there, so he definitely should have known it. You know, he's not just like a tourist visiting. I think the the saying "do on to others as you do on or have them do on to you" is is important here because I kind of know this really well. Ha, being a public figure, writing things publicly, like earlier this year, I had such a terrible experience at Atlantis, right? And we covered it on this podcast. That was this year. It. It felt like twenty eight. Yeah, it, it does seem like it was ten years ago. <laughs> but because anytime I have a bad experience that I'm going to write about it, I have to make sure that everything I write is very very accurate because a lot of people are going to read it. And I could be held accountable in certain circumstances if I embellish or lie. And more importantly, I don't think that I think that in our review culture now, people do tend to get revenge and they tend to embellish things. And so I think this at first, this is a good reminder to not be a jerk, that people are running businesses. They're trying to do it for their livelihoods and be honest. You know, if something's bad, say it's bad, but don't go beyond that. But yeah, you're right about the local law thing. Learn the local laws and understand that free speech in the United States is different than free speech anywhere else. And even in European countries, you can't say a lot of the things that you can say in the United States. And Ryan writes this. He says, this isn't about free speech because free speech doesn't give you permission to try to destroy a business by accusing them of crimes and writing fake reviews under multiple accounts. But in the United States, that would be probably legal and certainly not a crime anyway. It could be a civil lawsuit or something like that. But just understand that our society is different and you could probably get away with that here more than you could elsewhere and just be aware of local laws. And, you know, like like Ryan says, don't be a jerk, too, because that's ultimately what this guy was. He was given chances to recant, to bring it down. He was given a lot of chances. And then ultimately he took it all the way till they threw him in jail and then he cried foul. TripAdvisor, though, it's interesting that they took this position. They say TripAdvisor serves its users best when travelers are free to share their opinions and experiences on our platform, both positive and negative. Clearly, they saw this as a threat to them and their whole business model and stuff. And I think that's why they they acted and they wanted to make sure that people are confident in their system and the ability to leave bad reviews. Because if you're afraid you're going to go to jail for leaving a bad review, what does that do to TripAdvisor's business model? Yeah, I wonder if it's because the the story got so much national media or worldwide media. That's why they stepped in where if it was kind of held locally, I don't think they would have pitched in for the fees or whatever. So I think it's just the way this, the story played out is what forced their hand somewhat to keep their model working and keep people coming to the site. Slightly off topic. Do you guys remember that there was an American who got like caned 
in Singapore in the 90s. I don't know if it was big news because like I was in Hong Kong at the time living in Hong Kong. But I just remember uh, and then Singapore got this rep where it's like, don't chew gum. Like you're not allowed to chew gum. Don't spit on the street, stuff like that. Because like some some like American or something got caned. And, uh, you know, I remember making big news. And it's just kind of like a reminder that like laws are different in different countries. And like you said, Sean, you just kind of got to know where you are when you're doing these things. Facebook user says it was massive news. So thank you, Facebook user. So I don't yeah, feel crazy. I don't know. Who I don't is. remember so, it. <laughs> and they still and they still cane people in Singapore. There's that's still very much a part of their legal system there. You know, it's just like you said, a good example, Singapore being a very Western friendly country, very beautiful place to visit. One of my favorite cities in the world. And you are reminded that you got to follow the law there or you're going to deal with it. So, yeah, just let this be a good reminder for people traveling to both be aware of what you're doing and also don't be a jerk, I guess. Yep. I think that's a good place to start in life. And let's move Sean's on to the mantra. next. Yeah, I don't always uh, achieve that, but uh, I try. I think you and... do 99% of the time, so. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark. I'll the 1%, one per- the 1% Joe- is when Mark's around. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, Joe- Mark, there's some brown on your nose, but. Oh, yeah. I'll take that compliment, and now let's move on to, to City. Let's, let's, let's pay City a compliment, because they came out with no this. No way. No, Gift sure. of giving, online shopping, 5% back promotion across all of their cards, I think. I know I got it on all of my cards. I'm not sure. Were there any cards excluded, Mark? Do you know? Um, I think it's just like your mileage may vary um, as far as some people didn't get it on some of their cards. But I don't know of any specific individual card that is automatically denied of it. So, All right. For the promotion, you can go to city.com forward slash giving or log into your account and check the offers. And basically, you can get 5% back on up to $500 of online purchases per card that you have it on. And that's a statement credit. And let's see, you have to enroll by 1124. And it goes through Cyber Monday, which is November 30th. But you can enroll as early as now. So basically, if you enroll now, you'll have all the way through November 30th in order to meet the spending. And I don't know. It's another case of I think the spend, something. Isn't the spending only from like the 24th, though? No, start earning from enrollment or 1124, whichever. Oh, yeah. Whichever, oh, okay. is, whichever is later. What? Okay. Yeah. So it start, it's for like Black Friday. It's for Black Friday through yeah. Cyber Monday. No, you're I right. Believe. So I, I read it right. So, well, yeah. So you can enroll now. I, I sort of read that the opposite, whichever is earlier. But yeah. You're well, right. I guess the 24th is before. So I don't know why they decided that date, but yes. <laughs> enroll now, but start spending on the 24th. Yeah. Why don't they just say the 20? Yeah. I guess if you enroll on the 27th, then it would start on the 27th. I guess that's the, that's their point. But so yeah, enroll, start enrolling now. 11.24, between 11.24 and 11.30, you can earn the 5% back. Again, I had this on a Premier card, a Prestige card, even my AT&T Access More cards, which you can't get anymore, I had. A Rewards Plus card had it. Joe, did you get this offer on your cards? Yeah, I got it on, I think, my Double Cash. I don't know. I didn't I didn't pay attention uh, too much. Not just because I was, like, tabling it for later. But, yeah, I mean, it looks like a... Good promotion, you know. I was pretty happy to see that. I, although I don't know about you guys, but I just like feel like there have been so many promotions lately on like so many different cards. Like uh, I don't, I don't know if we mentioned it uh, in rapid fire or whatever, but that crazy sixty k Barclays thing that's going around that like I didn't get thing. on my card, but my <laughs> yeah bonus. Thank you. Uh, I didn't get on my card, but my wife got it on one of her cards. You know, like with all these different great deals going on, like 
it's it's I, I like I feel like I need a spreadsheet to like know which order I need to hit these things in. So so like I saw the city one, but like right now, like I want to spend three thousand dollars on my wife's Barclays card first. So you know I'm prioritizing that one. Yeah, Barclays really. I don't know what they did here. They, the customers. I actually have cards that I use with Barclays, an arrival card, and that was your big got mistake. On it. That was your big mistake. Yeah, using use the card. The, like literally, they sent this out to Barclays people who never, should who be never use their cards, and then the good Sock customers short. they didn't do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite know that that's a good thing. Like in this case, City for this particular promotion, I use their cards and now I'm getting targeted. So I don't know. We'll see if it works out for Barclays. But I think that they've targeted a bunch of people who never used their cards. They'll pop them out of the sock drawer to do this and then they'll put them right back in the sock drawer. But I mean, we'll see if it works for them. But I'm jealous, Joe. That's another way of me saying I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, I was jealous of everyone. And then I like, I was like, oh. I forgot Jess has a Barclays card that we never use. So then I logged into her like alternate email that I use for all these secret credit card sign up bonuses that she doesn't know about. And uh, lo and behold, it was there. So oh, is this where you're telling us you do more than one card and she just doesn't know? No, no. But that's where I would do That's <laughs> well, where I would do but, it. Uh, it would be funny if this was the one episode she listened to and you're like, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> no, no. She's good. like, Joseph, I listened this week. <laughs> She never calls. I will dad. give one caveat for the online uh, shopping <laughs> is that I have the AT and T Access More card that's supposed to offer three X, and it doesn't always. So it depends on what the merchant codes as, and sometimes City doesn't code it properly as online shopping. So keep that in mind. But uh, overall, yeah, good deal. And if you have that, if you have a Barclays card, search your email because they did put out some amazing spending offers. Like I, I should say that even if you didn't get the 60k one on my JetBlue card, uh, my card, which I spent a ton on, you know, I was like working my way back to Mosaic. So I was like halfway there when the pandemic hit and then they extended my Mosaic status. So I stopped uh, on that one. I got an extra 3x on grocery, gas and maybe restaurants up to $1,000 per month for like the next three or four months, which is effectively 5x on $1,000. So, you know, there's. Like, I feel like all these credit card companies are doing these things right now. And like I said before, you know, I'm having trouble keeping track. So I'm just doing one at a time. I just can't juggle that much at the same time. My brain melt. Now, if credit card offers were Disney planning, I think you would be doing multiple things. Or, or so McDonald's just a toys. Of priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Mark, don't mess up so his segue. It was so perfect. Let's, let's shift topics here. Let's shift topics to something that Joe can multitask on. And that's Disney planning and specifically an article Benji wrote on the website, Disney World during the pandemic, why he's planning his next trip. And the reason I wanted to talk about this on the podcast is because not only he wrote it this week, so it's timely, but because I think with the news of the vaccines coming around the corner, people are and the amount of time needed to plan a Disney World vacation ahead of time. People are already probably planning their 2021 trips uh, post-pandemic or certainly uh, as they anticipate the pandemic to be sort of winding down. But they're not quite, you know, Disney World isn't quite what it was. Things are still different. And I know, Joe, on your Disney Deciphered podcast, you guys have had a lot of Disney World during COVID planning tips and advice for people. And it seems like Benji is doing exactly this stuff. He's planning stuff and how it's going to be different. So I thought we should talk about it. You know, I guess the first thing he talked about was why bother do it? Is now the time to plan a Disney World vacation? Is this the time that the average people, not Disney nerds like us, but the people who go on a trip maybe once or every year or a couple of years to Walt Disney World, should they be planning the, their post-pandemic trips now? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it last week. You know, I think Mark said it, but now is actually... So 
COVID aside, now is like a great time to go to the parks because for like normal people, there's no fast pass. There's none of these like hoops you need to jump through. It's just like a normal theme park. Uh, you're just waiting in line like normal, but the lines are shorter because they are capping capacity. It was at 25%. They just announced last week that it's up to 35% of total capacity. Uh, just so people know, that's like fire marshal capacity. So 100% is like the amount that is like physically allowed to be in the park. They never get past that except for on, except for on like New Year's Eve. But 35% is still like fairly low crowds. Now, I am not personally recommending people... Like if people really want to go to Disney World, you know, we've mentioned before that I'm a travel agent, then I'll help them do it. But I'm not like actively trying to like encourage people to go right now just because the cases around the country are so high. The cases in Florida are so high. You know, I just had a client cancel today and, you know, that's it's no big deal, especially because right now Disney, you can cancel for free. However, Benji is planning for next summer. And I think next summer we can be more optimistic about that. But I think by next summer, you can still ride the tail end of this like lower crowds wave. And so I do think it is a good time to plan a 2021 trip, especially if you plan a little bit further out and, you know, kind of post either possible vaccine or post like end of the third or please God, don't let it happen. Fourth wave in the summer or, you know, late summer should be good. Just make sure you got a lot, a lot of that astro glide if you're going late summer. Body glide, body glide. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you will be sweating. That's no doubt. Uh, <laughs> no, not doubt. a fun time. Orlando is not a fun place to be outside in the summer. Um, so planning without a commitment, he says, and that's key to his planning. And I think it should be key to everybody's planning. Book your travel in ways that you can cancel, that you're as flexible as possible, and that you're not completely locked in because things could change. And any time frame that you think is going to happen for the end of COVID or whatever, as we've learned this year. Uh, just go back and listen to our episodes from February to see how unpredictable this year is. So yeah, I think he's doing a good job there, making sure he's flexible. And as you point out, most of the travel companies these days, Disney included, are pretty flexible in allowing cancellations and changes. Yeah, I should say also that like even if it wasn't COVID right now, like Disney always has 30-day cancellation for packages, but five-day cancellation for their hotels. So for travel hackers, planning a Disney vacation should never be a problem flexibility-wise because you more or less have until five days out to cancel. Now, the reason why I say it shouldn't be a big issue for travel hackers is because we are pretty good at booking like flights that we can cancel or be flexible with. Generally, it's like the flights that get people locked in. Also, as travel hackers, we're more comfortable. Like the average family, if they were planning a trip for next June, they would book their flights like right now, right? But we're not like that, right? Because, you know, we book flights all the time and we're more used to that. So it's not a bad time if you're thinking of taking your kids to Disney or whatever to get a trip on the books. I will echo what Benji said in his article, though. If you, this is your like once in a lifetime trip that you're going to take your kids to Disney, I don't think next year is the year to do it. Not until like 2022, 2023 will like things be back to, you know, any semblance of normal. Like I still don't think next summer your kids will be able to hug characters, which, you know, is a big deal for little kids. Yeah, which brings us to the next part, how he talks about how things will be different. And one of the big areas of that is the character meet and greets, which are now closed. You know, there just are no meet and greets. There are character cavalcades. That's what they call them, Joe, right? Cavalcades, um, yep. where they basically are in a, a small parade and you can see them and they wave to you as they go by. Not the same as a character meet and greets. And I think that's one of the areas that Disney World excels over Disneyland is with the ability to book fast passes for the character meet and greets. It makes it a lot easier for the parents who don't want to spend hours in line to meet princesses and stuff. And so that's now gone too. 
as is the fast passes. Uh, there are no fast passes. So usually in the past, you'd have to plan ahead up to six months for dining, up to 60 days for fast pass, and you can't do that anymore. There are no fast passes. So you don't have character meet and greets. You don't have the ability to skip the line in a lot of cases, but you do have to do something new. In the past, you didn't have to commit to a park or schedule yourself into a park ahead of time. Now you have to use the Disney Park Pass system to do that. And that kind of means that you're, you know, committed to what you're doing. I guess it's not so much different, Joe, than the FastPass system. I think planners always sort of had their plan. But for somebody like me, I never really planned. I sort of just, where do I want to go today? And would do that a lot of the time. So that hurts. Yeah, it's definitely annoying. But unless you're going at like a very busy time, you can switch your park pass reservation the day of, just like you used to do with fast passes. So, you know, one thing I recommend people do, you know, Hollywood Studios is the hot park right now because it has the Rise of the Resistance Star Wars ride, which people are really into, but also because it lets the least amount of people in. You know, if you're on a six day trip, like you could safely book four Hollywood Studios days <laughs> and then, you know, on the day of switch to another park if you wanted to. Um, as long as you're not like going on a holiday or something like that. So that's, those are, there are some hacks around it, but it is different having to lock in the days. That's the only thing you have to plan that now though. Whereas in the past, if you were planning a Disney vacation, you needed like a PhD, at least now for like normal people, you know, like just a masters. Yeah. just a <laughs> But you just, actually, you just park, do your park pass reservations and then you can just show up and, um, have almost like a full experience. And I did mention dining earlier, Joe. Dining now, you can still make the reservation 60 days in advance, right? Yes, it's like Disneyland, so 60 days, yep. It's funny, in Benji's article, he has a picture that I took earlier this year, I think in February, at Hollywood Studios, where I lined up for Rise of the Resistance at 5 in the morning before, and there's got to be 10,000 people standing shoulder to shoulder. And it's a good reminder of just how much the world has changed uh, this year. It's wild. It is wild, and it's a different Disney world uh, because of that. But do you have any other tips for people. Uh, I know you're planning trips for people uh, all the time now. And so uh, you're a great person to ask about this. Any other tips that you're giving people who are headed to Walt Disney World? Yeah, we better end after this, though, because as Rick rightfully notes in the chat, Mark is like, make the Disney talk stop. <laughs> Mark is furiously laughing. But of course, you all can't hear it because he muted himself. But anyway, uh, we didn't need another negative review for that. So I muted myself. <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. Uh, way to think ahead. You know, uh, my tips would just be, I think you really need to, I, I guess this is with all travel. You just kind of need to mentally plan right now. Like, you know, when you go to Disney World, like you need to bring more than one mask per day at Disney. Because when you go to Disney, you have to wear masks all the time now, except for when you're eating. And you can't even walk and eat at the same time. You have to be like still when you're eating. So, you know, like with all travel, you're just going to have to really... Like, you don't have to do your Disney research anymore as much as you used to, but you're going to have to do your COVID-19 research. Like, what is Disney putting in place? Like, what do you have to do? You know, do you have to bring your masks? You know, you have to think of, you know, I was talking to a listener of Disney Deciphered, and we were talking about, like, when you're with young kids, like, you used to be able to just push them around in the stroller and have them snack while they go to avoid those tantrums and stuff like that. But now you actually have to plan part of your day to like stop and like have a snack because of the masks and stuff like that. So, you know, like with all travel right now, it's just like a lot of extra mental bandwidth. And so, you know, I like, I really miss travel, but I think what I miss more than just traveling itself is being able to travel with like, without thinking about it, with just, just going 
and just like not worrying about anything. But unfortunately, you can't do that when you're traveling period. And you definitely can't do that at Disney World because they're very strict with the masks and the social distancing and stuff like that. I think that's maybe the privilege of people like us uh, because we travel so much that it did become second nature. And so we didn't have to work as hard as the average people. I think just a small trip is a lot of work for a lot of people. And they're always having to you know, think about it. And we've all gotten to a point, I think the three of us, and then certainly a lot of our readers and listeners, where you just can book a trip, something last minute, or you get on an airplane, or it just becomes second nature. And then now we're kind of realizing how hard it is. And that extends to Disney. And Mark, I do hope that you can get back to Disney Springs sometime and enjoy that, even though you don't uh, enjoy I got all parts. my Disney bucks to spend. Yeah, see, so he's he's uh, he's in on this conversation, and I did think this was important because Benji did write about it on the site. We won't we won't talk about Disney on a main topic here for for at least a month. I'll make that commitment to anybody. It's been out like there, four so. months, so I, I had to run to the fridge like seventeen times to get more beer because of how much you guys talked about it. Oh God! <laughs> I gotta, you saw I gotta, it perk right up when I said Disney Springs, and his ears just perked. Right there we up. go. I got to say, though, since this is like the one time in a while we're going to talk about Disney, I miss Disney World so freaking much right now. And I don't I don't think my next like realistic trip is probably in April. But who knows if I cancel that one, too. So it's been rough. I, I know you feel the same way, Sean. Yeah, I think every time that you just have that feeling, Joe, you should go to the McDonald's drive through and order up a Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> It'll give you that mini, hey. mini runaway railway love. You know what? Joe, That's not ever, the worst idea. Have you ever been to that uh, the soccer shop in Disney Springs? It's a pretty good shop. Lots oh. of good jerseys. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All the stuff you don't like together or make fun of together <laughs> in one place. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, as Joe uh, alluded to, he, of course, has Disney Deciphered. Him and Leslie do a great job on that podcast, and they have a lot of great information about how Walt Disney World is right now. So definitely worth listening to that. And if you're interested in more Disney, and we also have our Disney Hacks podcast at DisneyHacks.com. Just a new episode came out yesterday. And, with Sean uh, and Greg, you know, not with, Mark and Greg. Yes, me and Greg Condon, <laughs> who's the, the founder of Parks. misspeak once. Jeez. <laughs> so we got all kinds of Disney podcast love for you if you want more of that. And uh, let's move on to rapid fires. Mark, what you got? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about a article that I published this past week about the Platinum card offers, you know, at first it rolled out 100k then 125k and and all this and i and i wrote an article like do not sign up for a platinum card using our affiliate links or anyone else's you know everybody knows blogs make a good chunk of their revenue through credit card affiliate links but our platinum card links are for 75k plus the 10k in grocery and gas spending which is less than you can get publicly either through going through incognito to get the 100k or 125k offer or there's a resi offer for 75k plus the $300 restaurant credit and the 10 times so there's three offers out there better than affiliate links so i i just want to make sure everybody's aware of that you know, we appreciate any support you give us if you use our links for credit card signups when it is the best offer. But I wanted everybody to know that we do not have the best offer. So be sure to use any of those other avenues to sign up. And then if you want to support us in the future, hopefully we have a link that that matches the offer that you can get anywhere else. So just a quick PSA for everybody. How about you, Sean? Well, but just on that on that note, there are very few websites who have the same policy as we do. In fact, I could probably count them on one hand. And just think about that. Just think about the websites that you're reading and whether they're passing on the greatest information to you. 
It's very, very important to us that we do that. And it's been our policy for a long time. It continues to be. And it's a little disheartening to see how many websites wrote about these offers and didn't at least mention the better offers. And unfortunately, so many people out there who listen and read our site, they read these other sites too. And, you know, it's really uh, disingenuous of them not to present these better offers to them. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. Keep that in mind when you support websites, because I was disappointed in a couple this week that I thought would at least present the offers and they didn't. And all we can do is control what we do. And that's what we're going to continue to do for everybody listening, reading the site, watching. We will try our best to always give you the best offers, whether it pays us a commission or not, in the hopes that you will help support us when it does make sense and when you're not costing yourself anything when we do have the best offers. Now, my rapid fire is Las Vegas McCarran International Airport. As I talked about last week on the show, I flew to Tucson and Mirabal. And on my way out of Vegas, I decided to film the airport so people could see what it's like. And uh, we did a whole video on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. So a tour, some history of the airport, some of the cool little quirks of McCarran Airport. So if you're missing the road, if you're a Vegas nerd and you're just missing Las Vegas Airport, check out the video and uh, lots of cool things. Joe? I don't know if I'd go so far to say as I'm missing McCarran Airport. <laughs> Come on, Joe. It's the best. Not my better f- than Logan. Dude, Logan is so smooth. Like, it's so <laughs> easy to get in and out of. So, I mean, it's not like there's nothing there's nothing to write home about about Logan, but it's, you know, it's I do like, and, and it's clean. I do like water taxis. I give Boston props for water taxis. That's pretty sweet. I've never ridden one because I'm not a tourist, but I got it. Yeah, I got yeah, you. but I mean, it's cool. Like you take a bus to the to the shoreline, and then you just hop on a boat across the across the river. I mean, it's not the most efficient time. It'd be way quicker to take an Uber, but well, now you can take it to Encore, baby. Oh, uh, there you the go. Casino, With the twenty five dollar so. table limits, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know they definitely lowered them because they haven't pandemic troubles, so they need to attract. <laughs> That's people good. In. I wish I would have gone when they had that big match offer when it first opened. That was pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah, that that was fun. Uh, yeah, I have a quick rapid fire. You know, a lot of sites covered this, but Miles Memories covered it as well. Korean Air acquired Asiana. I know we don't normally do rapid fires on like news type stuff, but I never got the chance to fly either of them. Like they've been on my list for a long time and, you know, we like to go to Asia, Um, but now they're like merging. And so that makes them like a top 10 airline in like size or something like that. Anyway, they're both have always gotten like great reviews, especially in business and first class. If you can get into it in Korean, it was really hard to get into first class. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I assume since Korean bought Asiana, it's going to end up being in Sky Team. So we'll see how that go. You know, it might end up having an effect in the future since Asiana Space used to be really good on United and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm actually surprised there haven't been more airline mergers. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, anyway, that's my quick rapid fire. Yeah, I think it's a loss. It sucks. It's a loss for the Star Alliance if they lose Asiana. And I haven't gotten the chance to fly Asiana yet. I have flown Korean in uh, first class and uh, it's a great airline so certainly it's not going to be a loss as far as service goes but less competition over the pacific and that's never good all right and that will uh, do it for this week joe where can people find you when they're not listening to this podcast you can find me at azure flies on social media uh since we talked about it disneydecipher.com for uh disney planning podcast and yeah that's it what about you mark what about for if they want to book disney joe you can just email me hit me up uh, as at gmail.com works fine. Thanks, Mark. Yep. I will uh, definitely use you to book my fast passes when I finally have to pay for a ticket next time. 
unless unless uh, my friend Margie gets her job back. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Then yeah, I won't. That's, use that's the reason. Then I won't use you. That's the reason we want her to get her job back for Mark's routine. Then, then his kids, but if she doesn't get her job back, his kids might actually get to go for more than a single day. That's true. Not really. There you go. We'll just now. Go I don't know what to root for. We'll just go I to Universal. She get your Universal uh, credit credentials, and then we'll get we'll get going. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me Mark at Miles to Memories. Comment on the website milestomemories.com. Comment on YouTube, YouTube forward slash Miles to Memories for our MTM Vegas weekly show. Join our Facebook groups, our Diamond Lounge, uh, anything. Join, Come to our live meetups whenever we have them in 2021, hopefully. Fingers crossed. How about you, Sean? So many live meetups coming. I can't wait uh, to do that. I did happen to run into a couple of our Patreon Diamond members this past weekend, and I haven't been able to get out, and I... Definitely can't really have close contact with people, but uh, it was nice to, to see them uh, from afar. And I will point out, we also have the website milestomemories.com with 37 and a half new posts per week. <laughs> as we have scientifically used, now figured out. It's Joe's number that he made up. And uh, they, they make fun of me because every week I say something different apparently. So this week it's 37 and a half. But thank you so much for listening. Milestomemories.com for everything. The site, we have the YouTube, the podcast, the communities. Thanks so much for listening and watching and reading. And we will talk to you next time. See you next week. Uh, we just went over the card. My happy meal toy. Of your three happy meals, did you get all three the same toy? No, thank goodness. That would be bad. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Because, you know, McDonald's, like every McDonald's you go to always gets like a hundred of the same exact one. And you'd be like, oh man, I just bought three and I got three front I was, ends. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for my kids to stop playing with them. So, you know. I so you're going to build like three. What are they selling for if you got the whole set like 50 bucks? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't sell it. Look, look at look at the Yeti, Sean. The Yeti. Where's my? Did you didn't mail me one? Huh? No, I, I just go, got I them guess. today. All right, you gotta chill. You gotta chill. I'm surprised you uh, you you opened them that you didn't just. Why didn't put you them just in buy ten happy meals? Next nah, I'm not I'm not I'm not like that kind of collector. No, we should definitely I, talk about how you've never bought a happy meal until today. No, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you, I haven't. You we haven't bought a happy meal. I said we haven't bought a happy meal until the pandemic started. That's true. Our kids yeah. have never had a happy meal what? until the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've had like Chick-fil-A kids meals where we like return the toy for free ice cream. And uh, they had had Wendy's, but we had never gotten like happy meals until the do you remember, pandemic. Do you remember happy meals growing up? Like when they had good toys, like Hot Wheels cars and cool stuff. And that this now, is like, a good toy. Disney stuff. Yeah, exactly. This what is, is no, a like, toy. No, I'm saying That's like the best this... happy meal toy they've had. In a long but time. No, I like, know what you're saying, though. Beanie Babies yeah. and stuff. And now it's like cheap. Like it's basically just movie propaganda. Whatever the latest movie is. There's a really good deal in the McDonald's. If you have children, there's like a 20 buy 20 McNuggets and get two medium fries free. Yes. That one's only, crazy. Only necessary if you have children. You make them share a sprite, or if that. you've had lots of adult I could, beverages, I could eat that whole eat thing. I could eat that whole thing right now. So. <laughs>